0: Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 104, the Peugeot episode. Yeah, I speak a little French. This week we have part two with the Get Right Band. The Get Right Band or a psychedelic rock band from Asheville, North Carolina. We're going to be hearing more tracks from their most recent release, Itchy Soul, which uh, you heard the first part of on their first episode, the first part of their episodes. And this is two of three episodes we'll be having from this recording So you're right there, right in the middle, in the sweet spot. You can find the Get Right Band at thegetrightband.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram and all of the streaming places to hear their album, Itchy Soul. We'll have links to that in the show episode notes. The band have a video for their song, Itchy Soul, the title track from the album, coming out in the first of the year, 2021. So make sure to keep an eye out on their social medias for that. And this month, make sure to check out their Facebook page on December 17th, because they're going to be doing a live stream from the Iredell Arts Council at 7.30. I worked too hard on pronouncing Iredell and not enough on pronouncing Council. Anyway, I had a really good time talking to these guys. They're a lot of fun, uh, very talented musicians. And here they are right now, the Get Right Band. <laughs>
1: this one uh, I, I guess I'll start this one off yeah future blood is is one of those songs that I think we actually tried to play it live one time before we started recording it and then once we got into it we were like let's just save this and then this is one where so like fans have, have never heard this song really um, and so that that makes it kind of cool that it's just it's one it's, it's also one of the kind of the ragers on the album I would say and for the few people that I have spoiled the album to they uh they all really love this song because it it does it rocks hard and um it is one of the ones that i would say i guess it is pretty heavily produced but it's one of those songs that it it sounds like it's got that live energy and so Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those songs that, that really helps or really kind of captures our our live sound but with a lot of those you know those production elements that we've been throwing in on the album Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like a rager that we're all just kind of just, we're just punching it. It's just, yeah, just, it just moves.
2: Yeah. And I think part of that too, um, like I'll give a lot of props to JC for that because I think in, in stacking our parts the way we did on this record, which again, we'd never done before, um, JC was in the studio, playing to nothing or like I was playing along with him quietly just you know for song structure but those are scratch tracks that we threw away so a lot was writing so like by the time the song comes to me in this process I've got rocking drums and rocking bass to rock out to and then by the time I'm singing we've got basically everything so it's 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 really easy to get into that vibe and one of the things that I thought was a risk of recording this album the way we did is that jc would have nothing t- to rock to he would have to bring all the rock himself um which he 100 percent did in the studio so that that was really cool and i remember when he was laying down this one i was like oh man he like he's he's bashing this as as if we're right there rocking with him which is i think kind of hard in in some ways but it it but then it set the tone. So then Jesse had that to
3: build off of, and I had both of them to build off with. So
2: it, it worked out really well.
3: Yeah. I felt, I felt like, um, because we had kind of talked about doing it this way beforehand. Um, I mean, we did, we did a lot of pre-production and kind of playing through these songs at practice. So I already had, I already had the structures in my head and then, you know, I, and I already had kind of the dynamic sequence of each song worked out, so it just became about, it, it was cool because it kind of, focusing on the click and having Silas's guitar there kind of as a guide, even though I already knew the structures, it, it allowed me to kind of hyper-focus on the click, and, um, I think, you know, it, it just, it was just another way of, of, of doing it, and, um kind of to to introduce a new process in, in which to kind of feed off feed off of to, to explore new territory.
2: Yeah, no sound was was another one. Like I said earlier, that kind of helped unlock the direction that the album would go in. And it's also one of the few songs. I'd say there's really only two songs on the record that have um, a section that kind of opens up in a in a sort of jam way, which is a big part of our our live show. Um, but is you know something that we sometimes bring to the albums and sometimes don't so we we wanted to kind of leave some room in, in this one for that and um this one also has a little bit of kind of a rhapsody feel where it really really kind of takes you on a on a journey um it's a i think it's probably the longest song on the record number four (laughs) Um, one through three are on our last record uh who's in charge so we i think who's in charge was the first record where we had some interludes like that um there's a couple inspirations that that comes from uh jesse and i like he said we've been playing music together for over 20 years and one of the albums we were super into in Um, high school and and ever since is by a band called failure and the album's called fantastic planet and they have um they have some really cool segues between songs that that help transition but also go off into just some kind of loose psychedelic uh musical directions and also uh jc is a huge fan of the Mars Volta and JC and Jesse have a side project where they, that's a tribute band to the Mars Volta. And they've got some pretty wild Mm -hmm. uh, interlude kind of segments in their music too. That And, and so we brought that into the last studio record who's in charge as a way. And it's a thing we do live anyways. We had just not ever done it on a studio record where we'll transition directly from one song into another live, but and sometimes that happens kind of, uh, abruptly, like one song ends and the the last chord of that is the first chord of the next song, but sometimes it happens with more of a spacey kind of jammy section, and it's just a nice thing to bring into these records for, like, I think of this one as, as almost like a little bit of a palate cleanser, because tracks one through six, uh, really rock pretty hard, and it's, it's, it's a lot of it, it's kind of intense in in a good way in a very high energy way, but the interlude gives you a couple minutes for anyone who's really listening to the album as an album, which is what we you know, hope for. Um, it's a moment to kind of breathe to to have some sort of waves of psychedelic sounds wash over you and kind of reset the palette for track eight, which probably rocks harder than anything on the record. Um, yeah. And it's also just a, you know, we, we're we all really into um, psychedelic music and psychedelic art. And so these interludes are a cool opportunity to explore that kind of stuff without even having to stick to the structure of a song.
0: More from the Get Right Band in just a few moments. Want to remind you that you can find them at thegetrightband.com. And also wherever you get your music, go and look for their most recent album. They have a lot of albums out. So look for all of them but especially their most recent album, Itchy Soul. A lot of really good stuff up there. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search WNC Original Music, or you can go to wncoriginalmusic.com. or surprise, there are going to be links in the episode notes. Also, make sure to check out our Facebook page and group. That's WNC Original Music on Facebook, or Western NC Original Music. That's the group. You can find a lot of videos and extras from Western North Carolina musicians.
3: Hi, this is Laura Boswell, and you're listening to Western North Carolina Original Music.
4: Like a tennis song. If you got the ball for so me against the wall, don't you be surprised when you see my claw? You can kick.
2: It's it's a heavy one. Um I'm trying to remember where that song came from. I mean, lyrically it it came from um feeling pretty devastated the when the last election happened. Um and I wasn't I wasn't uh, paying attention back then did
0: something bad happen? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> So, just, some, some, I some really, something pretty
0: ca- I haven't been keeping up with politics
2: in uh, in my humble opinion something pretty catastrophic happened um and yeah. so yeah. that's where the lyrics came from and I was trying to kind of write the the lyrics are are pretty heavy and dark and I wanted to write music that reflected that but mm. also was high energy so that it didn't just feel like a complete downer like um and then jC I think had actually been talking about how he wanted to do, Something with kind of a surf rock sound. So there, there's one section in particular of that song that really fully goes into a, a surf rock sound. But there's, I think, a little element of it kind of throughout. And we're all big fans of of '90s, um, you know, rock and '90s grunge and alt rock and all that stuff. So I feel like a lot of a lot of those influences are were kind of coming up in this song, which I think supports you know it, again it supports the lyrics without sometimes i feel like th- if the lyrics and the music match too perfectly you're actually it it doesn't work that well because it's either too obvious or you're just kind of you, you're kind of hitting the audience over the head with it so i don't always like to have like A sad dark lyric paired with a sad dark song like music sometimes I want that music to be a little more driving and energetic so that uh, it puts kind of a different spin on the on the lyrics
0: this is one that I imagine would be easy to when you when you play it not not get carried away with it but really when you play it live like even go even harder with it yeah do you find that happening Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, that's one we've been playing live for a little a little while. And it's it's really fun to play live. It's a lot of energy and the crowd has always every time we play that the crowd really lights up and and just rocks the hell out
3: with us. Yeah, we we don't really have we don't really have very many songs that that are kind of rocking at that level at that tempo with the, you know, with the heavy riffs. And it's definitely the hardest rocking song on the album and possibly in our entire repertoire.
1: Yeah, it always puts a pep in my step when we play it live.
4: I deal with sadness, existential anger, frustrations of being alive, frustrations of being alive, just trying to be. Compassionate people And know yourself in the world for a respect.
2: That is an unusual one uh because it was written completely differently than any other song we've ever done um as as a podcaster yourself, I imagine you're familiar with the podcast wtf with Mark Maron oh yeah
4: um
2: so I'm a big fan and we're we're big fans we listen to that a lot in the van on tour and I listen a lot on my own and um I have a habit of writing down particularly interesting or poignant phrases that I pick up you know, from a podcast, from reading a novel. Um, sometimes just something uh, somebody has said, like, you know, something even my, my bandmates have said, I've been thought, oh, that phrase is cool. And I'll, and I'll jot it down in my notebook or my um, note, note uh, app. And um, so I started doing that with Mark with Marin's words on his podcast every time he would say a particularly interesting phrase I would jot it down and at some point he I, I heard him in a podcast mention that he he wishes he could write songs but he can't write lyrics and I thought well that's funny because I've been writing down all these like cool lyric type poetic things that he says but just in normal conversation so I decided I was going to put it in, make it into a song. So the lyrics of this song are all Mark Maron's words, um, taken from his podcast, and then I wrote a song around it. And then we we changed the song quite a bit, um, you know, when when Jesse and J.C. got involved in arranging it. But so, anyways, the song is is sort of co-written with Mark Maron. He he wasn't involved in the process, but he he ha, you know he has uh, subsequently against his will giving us permission and um we actually recorded like a demo version of it that he played on his podcast and um so that was that was pretty cool
0: I saw that he said he, he said he loved it right Yeah
2: yeah and it's just a it's a i one one thing I'll say about that song is it's it's probably my favorite guitar tone on the entire record the the guitar solo on that song which it's not a very guitar solo-y album there's there's not a lot of guitar solos on it um, even though I feel like, I don't know, we do a lot of guitar solos live, but sometimes I don't feel like they communicate as much on the, on the record or, or I just like them to be sparse when I feel like I really have something to say. And I, I felt like I really had something to say on, on that solo. Um, and was just really happy with how the tone came out. It's a, it's a pretty weird, dissonant, it,
3: strange sound. I just one one side note to add is that, um, when we recorded it, we kind of left the solo section open in hopes that if we sent it to, to Mark, that he would do a solo in that section. And then when, when uh. Silas, like, we, we waited, we kind of gave him time to, to maybe do it or think about it or whatever, but then Silas ended up, you know, doing his own thing in there. And then, you know, after hearing what he had done and, and his tone and, and all the the effects that he put in there... I I found myself in a place of like man I'm I'm really happy that you know I'm not taking anything away from Mark's guitar playing um but just that I was happy that uh that Silas did that and it's it's one of my favorite kind of guitar sections of the whole album as well.
0: Yeah, Mark Marin is actually a, a pretty good guitar player I believe. Yeah, I've heard him he is I've heard him a couple of times, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I'm better.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, yeah. You are. I, I was going to say he's pretty good, but you are.
2: No, nice. I mean, it's, you know, apples and oranges. But I, I was really happy with how yeah.
0: that turned out. Now, once he's on the podcast, I might change my tune. But you know, <laughs> right. for now, you yeah. better do this. Yeah. OK, that's it for part two with the Get Right Band. I want to thank the guys for being on the show. I had a really good time talking to them. Don't forget to go to getrightband.com to get information about their Uh, past and upcoming releases also check the show notes and their website for uh that upcoming live show we talked about and also their video coming out in january and just one more reminder to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast wnc original music the closing song this week comes from independent artist cole he is from california and pittsburgh he's got an ep coming out in february called california h2o And he's got a single coming for that in January. So make sure to check the show notes for information on that and where to follow him. This is his song, About Her. Have a good week.
4: Why can't you
5: make me forget about her? And why can't this take away all the hurt? And why can't we seem to make this thing work? Cause no matter what we try, you would not just stay right. Nah, I gotta be honest, I'm trying. The first day
0: this off but I realized I wrote this on the I back I can take year. a
3: picture because it is. Oh yeah is, take a picture. It is It'll last on. longer.
0: <laughs> As you hear that it'll last longer like
4: when somebody's it. staring at you. You're really funny Ron. I'm talking
0: to the podcast audience now. I'll cut that out obviously. <laughs>